Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. There's another issue that's obviously festering in this country, and that has to do with the CN rail strike, which I believe in its uh, ninth or tenth day now. It's like the third time that rail disruption has happened in this country in three years. It's becoming almost as incessant as the teachers, you know, and uh, their problem, which we'll get around to because tomorrow is when the Work to Rule campaign starts with the elementary teachers and uh, strike mandates already haven't been voted on by uh, the secondary school teachers and so on and so forth. Uh, we'll talk about choice and competition in the education system. However, uh, when it comes to the rail strike, uh, this has been so disruptive. Chemical industries uh, are suffering. This is where we talked to the Premier on Friday about folks who need uh, propane, the farmers out in southwestern Ontario. In Quebec, they're grousing about that. Uh, wanted to get details as to the impact, and we're joined on the line now by Bob Masterson, the Chief Executive Officer of the Chemistry Industry Association of Canada. Uh, Bob, it's good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for the invitation. Well, I appreciate you coming on. This is timely, and uh, it's a real serious consideration. I mean, are you surprised that the Parliament has not been recalled to deal with this matter? They're going to wait until December 5th? Uh, Yes, I think what's more surprising isn't so much the recall of Parliament, but uh, two clear messages are needed at this point. The first is that the government is initiating the machinery of government, which can be very, very slow moving, especially when Parliament's not sitting and especially in a minority situation. So they need to give the message that they are initiating the machinery. And second, they need to give the message that they're prepared to use the machinery. And if they were to do those two things, I'm pretty convinced that uh, this uh, situation would be uh, rectified in fairly short order. So how dire is it for, let's just focus on uh, your beat, your bailiwick obviously is the chemistry industry in this country. How dire is it? be clear, people don't really care about the chemistry industry, and and nor should they. Uh, What they should start to care about, though, is the services and goods that the industry does provide. And so if you're living in any major metropolitan city in Canada, you're relying on a huge volume of chemicals to treat your drinking water every day to make sure it's safe, and to treat your sewage outflow and to make sure clean water is being sent back to uh, our rivers and lakes. There are an enormous number of functions that chemicals play, and so uh, we will start to, I've been saying all week, we're slow motion walking towards a crisis. And we saw some signs of that crisis today. It will pick up speed every day that the strike goes on, and it will begin to affect not just business, uh, workers. We saw today that Nutrien laid off uh, sent home workers at its Saskatoon potash mine, said, uh, we can't keep you here, we can't uh, move our product, uh, you're going to be furloughed. Uh, we saw Chemtrade give guidance to its investors, saying that they will have material impacts from the strike, and you would have seen TD uh, give an estimate that already baked in they're looking at a $3 billion hit on the economy. This is going to affect individuals, families, at a very uh, difficult time. It's not necessary. The situation could be resolved very quickly. How so? Uh, w- well, I think that, you know, that 
the CN Railway has offered binding arbitration. Uh, this is my personal assessment. If the union isn't willing to take up binding arbitration, it probably suggests it doesn't have a very strong case, or they don't believe they have a strong case, or they would gladly accept the offer of binding arbitration. I think the federal government should again give give notice right now that it's initiated the wheels of government, the machinery of government, to take action on this issue. And secondly, that if it is not resolved in short order, uh, they will act. It, again, it is going to take days. Even if the government said today, you know what, yeah, we're going to start this machinery of government, we're talking days before they're in a position uh, to uh, order the CN back to service and order the parties to binding arbitration. And we have to remember, too, you know, this, this crisis doesn't end when the strike uh, notice is finished and when the two parties agree on a settlement or it's forced on them by the government. It is going to take days before even the basic services are returned. And for many companies, if you don't have critical essential services and products, it's going to take weeks. So, you know, it's not like, oh, the lights were out and suddenly power's back on, I flick the switch and my lights come on. If you're in a facility uh, that has had to shut down and furlough workers because of the strike, it could be a long time uh, before those workers get back to work and, and the company's making product and the product's moving to its customers. Yeah, I heard it was a two-week lag time. So, uh, you know, in which, again, uh, you're the chemistry industry and the farmers out west uh, who basically may have to uh, lose their crop, their harvest, uh, you know, they're trying to get that to market and uh, dry it out, I guess, you know, inclement weather has also been a, the, the double whammy to hit them. Uh, they may lose their season. Well, they will, and, you know, you hinted at it earlier uh, in your opening remarks, and, you know, the farmers in particular are, are having a very difficult year. But let's let's be clear. Uh, this is the third year we've seen a significant disruption in rail service in this country. Now, the other two were not strikes. They were due to uh, weather, let's say, but Canada has a lot of weather. Uh, you know, but what it does say is, you know, we're an exporting nation. In the case of our industry, we export 80% of all the chemicals we make in Canada. And make no mistake, our customers for our industry and every exporting industry in Canada are getting tired of hearing the excuses of why we can't deliver the products that we said we would. And likewise, we're a nation that relies very heavily on foreign direct investment. And investors are starting to say, you know, no, I'm not interested in investing in Canada. Why would I invest here if I can't get my product to market after I produce it? We have a significant crisis on our hands uh, with transportation systems, transportation infrastructure, and this is is one more uh, piece of that crisis. Again, with Bob Masterson, Chief Executive Officer of the Chemistry Industry Association of Canada, where the rail strike, the CN rail strike, uh, has crippled his industry as much as, uh, you know, the others that we've cited, the farmers, you know, even the auto port in Halifax has now been shut down. Many of the people let go. Uh, this is the place where they uh, ship cars from or ship bring them into the country. Uh, and you say in your op-ed piece in the Globe and Mail, there is no plan B to address the absence of CN service. That's correct. You know, in our industry, and just like almost every industry across Canada, nearly every facility that is served by rail will receive service from only CN or CP. Uh, <laughs> you don't move CN workers and CP, uh, sorry, CP workers and CP locomotives and, and cars on the CN system. It doesn't work like that. They're two completely complementary but very, very separate services. So if you're relying on CN, that's who you've got. There is no plan B. There are very, very few facilities that are fortunate enough to be served 
potentially served by both railways. Uh, but it's no small matter to renegotiate contracts, train workers in some cases, to move your goods uh, on CP. This is a long-term opportunity, not something you do at the flick of a switch. And more importantly, CP Rail has been very clear to our industry and others, they don't have the capacity uh, to move the goods that CN can't carry. So some people say, well, what about road? But we already know we have a crisis of uh, road transportation in Canada. We have too few drivers. Our roads are clogged. That's, that's one issue. The issue for our industry is it's not economic. We produce large quantities of chemicals, plastics that have to move out to ports in Vancouver. You cannot move those goods by road over the mountains in winter and expect to be able to compete at uh, global markets with those products. So as the last I... thing I'd say on that is that we also ship, and I talked earlier about some of the key public services we provide, the chemicals for clean and safe drinking water. Some of those chemicals, and we think of chlorine, are highly dangerous. And the only way that you can ship those is through very safe, uh, very um, impenetrable rail uh, cars. They cannot go on road. You cannot ship chlorine by road in this country. So uh, there is no plan B. That's the key message here. The only plan B to to the two parties not reaching a negotiated agreement, the only plan B is for the federal government to send the parties back to work and send them to binding arbitration. Now, it's only the federal government that can take action. Okay, but they'd have to recall Parliament in order to do that. Well, that's true, but you know what? We have a government. There is a government today. Uh, look, think of any other national crisis that could occur, and they have the authorities and the ability to do that. I think what we're trying to say is, they may not see it yet, but that crisis is upon us. We heard some of the announcements today. You also referred to the port in Halifax. Uh, this crisis is building, and we're, we're trying to give fair warning uh, so people don't say, why didn't you tell us? We're trying to give fair warning that this crisis is building day by day by day, and it will really, really pick up speed uh, by the end of this week. If you were to call back uh, late this week, it's not going to be me that's talking to you. You'll be talking to the companies who actually had to have the conversation with their workers as to why they furloughed them. Which is uh, why I asked you, Bob, no, off the hop, I was wondering, why is it waiting, uh, taking until the 5th of December? That's 10 more days of this. I mean, we're already into day 10. If we compound the problem with 10 more days of waiting and then there's that lag time afterwards, this might just be, you know, a tipping point or a point of no return for certain industries or people involved in it. Uh, I'm asking if it's necessary for this government to wake up and say, yeah, let's get back to the House sooner rather than later, emergency session, and address this. Uh, yes, uh, again, I would say the first step should just be to give notice that they intend to do that, that even if they were to say today, you know what, the first order of business when we come back on December 5th is that we're, we're going to have to debate uh, legislation to order return to service on CN. That will have the attention of the two parties in Montreal, and this uh, situation will quickly come to uh, a closure. If it doesn't, though, well, the government will have taken preventative action, precautionary action, and, and hopefully uh, be prepared to do that on December 5th. But it's important to deliver the message now to the folks in Montreal. Again, CN Railway has offered binding arbitration to Teamsters, and Teamsters has refused. And, and we don't understand why we would hold the whole economy hostage uh, for 1,800 workers. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. If Canada Post, and this is 2019, and if Canada Post is deemed an essential service in 2018, and the federal government can order them back to work last year because people didn't get their Christmas parcels, then surely 
uh, our railways should be deemed national service and they sh essential service, and they should be sent back to work. CN is called the backbone of the economy for a very good reason. And I understand that most people don't understand that. They don't appreciate it, and it's not their job on a day-to-day affair to, to understand it. But believe me, in the days that come, everybody's going to start to understand just how important CN Railway is to this whole economy. Not just the chemistry sector, not the mining sector, not fertilizer, how important it is to the economy. Absolutely, because you can include farming, uh, obviously other restra uh, extraction minerals and uh, oil. Automotive, yep. forest products. Uh, we're a nation of exporters, and that export takes place on the basis of the rail system. And CN is the largest railway. Bob, uh, I appreciate talking to you, and we hope that this is settled sooner rather than later because, as you have outlined graphically, how uh, important this is to the economy. Uh, thanks for your time this afternoon. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Okay, Bob Masterson, again, Chief Executive Officer of the Chemistry Industry Association of Canada. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 